the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black, in your money. I'm Rob Black. Steady, steady as a rock, right? Steady, steady as a rock. You think, what car commercial was that? I don't know either, so it's probably a Ford, right? Don't know. Roller coaster market right now, it feels, on a day-by-day, sometimes hour-by-hour, kind of, it just doesn't feel steady. When you get on a boat, you kind of want to feel things steady beneath you, Right? So the market's either worried about trade issues or starting to forgive them and move on. Between the United States and China is obviously the big 2018 story. Where we went from really buying the dips on Wall Street to kind of selling the rallies. Federal Reserve is part of the storyline right now on how high will interest rates go up next week. Uh, when do we stop next year? After how many more moves? Third major story driving the market right now, UK Brexit plan. I, I'll be honest with you, I, I don't understand uh, the UK at this point in time. It's They don't seem to be working as a group. I know you could say that about the US, but I don't know if that's quite what I'm trying to say, but it, it, it just seems weird. So their prime minister faced a new confidence vote from her own party, and, but she won. Woohoo! And the day before yesterday, she didn't face a new confidence vote. So things are changing on a regular basis, right? Then you get this global growth concerns, where maybe the U.S.-China thing spreads into smaller economies. Uh, maybe Asia, maybe some areas have been hot. So global growth Worries. The ECB President Draghi said today that the economic data suggests the Eurozone may have some slower than expected growth in the immediate future. So anytime a big economist type who works for the government says things are slowing, you note it. Because, you know, what's he in charge of? 10 plus European states? Um, or what has he overseen? General Electric got an upgrade. 
I know you're saying the general. Whoa. Are they still in business? It's been a long time since we've said anything good about the company, but today they're getting an upgrade because an analyst is saying the parts of the sum. If you take out the, the energy unit, if you take out the power unit, if you take out the turbines, what are you left with, right? But if you saw, equal, say, well, that's worth $500, and you know, you can start kind of piecing together a value. And the analyst is saying, hey, we see it as a $14 stock down the road, uh, which would be a, a great return from current levels. And um, what's interesting about the J.P. Morgan call, and, and I think it's important that you kind of digest this ever so quickly, is that an analyst doesn't really mean anything to you. So an analyst could say, well, I've upgraded the stock. But what's great about this analyst is he was down on the stock, negative on the stock when he needed to be. So he's in the right place at the right time. And right now he's saying, hey, we think this is bottom. We think it moves up from here. So I like him as an analyst. I think, uh, you know, he kind of develop a track record, right? So, the three main stock indices kind of inching higher today. Nothing very exciting. Uh, positive trade-related news and the survival of the UK Prime Minister. Uh, but we still have kind of some markets jittery, and we've got volatility. So that's all out there. Uh, I think kind of the interesting one on the Fed Reserve this this week is we kind of are assuming uh, the way the numbers are lining up we're going we know that they're going to raise rates in December and but 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 and I'm not stuttering I'm just trying to figure out the right word next but right now inflation is fading 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 away so um, let's see what we have. The Federal Open Market Committee is likely to keep policy on hold next year, even with unemployment remaining at its lowest level in two generations. That unemployment is causing some interesting data to kind of bounce around, and that interesting data is that more people are quitting jobs this year. Uh, so, oops, excuse me. Uh, so that's out there. In California... I've got a friend who left the state, and he reminds me on a regular basis how much tax I'm paying. That he's not. But yesterday, is not yesterday, but it's become more of a story that California's kind of crazy. We understand taxing soda. People get fat from soda, right? It causes diabetes. We understand cancering, uh, taxing cigarettes, right? Alcohol, sure, we get it. But how about text messages? My phone bill already feels like it's too much. It seems to go up every year, not down. And California is determining whether surcharges and user fees on text message comply with the public purpose programs. The PPP, if you will. Which basically use tax revenue to make telecommunication services accessible to low-income people. Um, And a lot of it, you know, it goes back to the 1930s. And, you know, what states were trying to accomplish as universal service grew. The budget for subsidizing poor users has risen by almost half from the $670 million in 2011 to $998 million in 2017. So adding more fees onto your phone bill. And again, there's some things like it's going to be a more of a rich text kind of thing. But it also may be backdated. Maybe emojis get taxed more so than just... Uh, 
SMS kind of text. But that that sounds pretty stupid to me. Say what? I don't know. Texting messages? Ugh. What are we going to do? Go back and write letters to each other? Use the old post office, if you will. So I don't like it. I don't like it. And I think it makes us kind of a... Um, it makes us kind of, how shall we say, uh, a crazy state. And the rest That's of the nation kind of looks at us as crazy. So Trump's housing finance pick is talking about a little bit of change at the top. Um, Mark Calabria, he's going to run the Federal Housing Finance Agency, which has been regulating Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. And Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac have made a ton of money for the U.S. government. Uh, Government-backed mortgages gain real market share. Um, you know, they're, they're just really, really dominant in the industry now. Uh, if you're getting a loan, you have to come kind of work with Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac guidelines to start. So anyway, they're in the news. U.S. banks held about two-thirds of the country's residential mortgages directly on their balance sheets back in the 1950s. But they've been taking that risk off, and the government's been taking it on. Anyhow, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Um, Federal Reserve, the volatile markets, the end of the year, the lack of a Santa Claus rally. These are all things pushing the markets today. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. You can always call 800-516-1220, 800-516-1220. I'm Rob Black. sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking money, invested in more. California taxing text messages. Seems just downright screwy in, right? Have we run out of things we could tax? Really? I don't like where this is going. Have we? Oh, just in the world of marketing, I love, it's going to sound like a really odd thing for me to say out loud, I love Kentucky Fried Chicken. Um, I think this, the chicken's disgusting to myself. Uh, loved it as a kid, but as an adult, you're like, this doesn't look right. <laughs> and you don't know what's quite wrong with it, but it just doesn't look right. But they've got yet another promotion, and here I am finding myself talking about it. Now, we all want to settle down for a long winter's nap, and Kentucky Fried Chicken is going to make the heat come off, per se. we got fire logs that smell like chicken. Kentucky Fried Chicken doesn't have a spicy new sandwich. It's not tied towards you know, a fire log. 
But it's got a fire leg that smells like fried chicken. It's the limited 11 herbs and spices fire log costing $18.99 and while available at kfcfirelogs.com. Now, I don't know. Is it is this one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse riding in? Or is this, again, just showing you how hard companies have to market and be crazy? Burger King's making a lot of food right now that turns your poop purple. And you're like, that's not a normal color. But that's their marketing, right? Come in and enjoy the black ink squid hamburger bun exclusively. So that's all out there right now. You can tell I'm tired when I, I say that. That's what's out there. Just didn't sleep well last night. So, I don't know what it was, but something was something would bring me down. Don't bring me down. Roos! GE, moving really high. I'm moving really higher. See, like my word section says, I'm just dumbed down today. GE soaring today. Marvel Semiconductor, they're gaining as well. So, essentially, J.P. Morgan is saying, his name's Steve Tusa, he's saying that you know, GE is putting a bottom. So, upgrading GE... Um, from current levels, it's, it's kind of like, you know, Apple's been in the news recently for a lot of negative downgrades and whether the phones are selling and um, are there going to be tariffs in China? You know, one judge ruled over against uh, Apple. A lot of people think that was the Communist Party saying, okay, take one small province and, and have you rule against Apple. So it sends a message. Don't mess with us, Donald Trump. But, um, yeah, it's looking like General Electric may be putting in a bottom. So you kind of run, what I was saying about Apple is you kind of, if there's 25 analysts and 10 have said gone, we're going from a buy to a neutral. And then another five say we're going from buy to a neutral. And then another five say we're going to buy to a neutral. At this point in time, you go neutral to sell or neutral back to buy, right? Or something like that. Depending on how a company does their ratings. So Marvel Technology was upgraded at Citigroup to buy. The company has underperformed the broader semiconductor index year to date, so some of the risk is already out of it. And they're not trying to say there's a broader message inside the tea leaves of the upgrade. They're just trying to maybe say, hey, it's it's fallen a lot. It's underperformed to semis. There's some value there. Just be patient. So GE made an Internet of Things digital announcement on Thursday this morning. company plans to create a separate company with a firm software assets for... The Internet of Things business. They think they're best positioned to advance their strategy. Wow. So General Electric, the Internet of Things. Remember a couple of years ago there was that commercial? Tied towards a female engineer trying to tell her mom and dad that, yeah, I'm going to work. And they're like, at Apple? No, 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 no. At Google? No, 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 no. But a tech company, GE. <laughs> it's like this proud... There you go. See, yeah, I was... It has a little bit of that pride thing going on. 800-516-1220 to get calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, let's see. Um, stock market is having its worst year in a decade. Now, think about that in a second, okay? It's worst year in a decade, so... How many times do we do you, do you say the stock market's I mean, earlier this year we're saying it was having a great year. It was the end of the bull market. Maybe it was slowing down. Maybe. But we got into record territory on bull markets, extensions of how many years we've been running in it. 
So for the first three quarters of 2018, it looked like a great year for the U.S. stocks. But then we, we start getting into that September a little bit, volatility. Late September, you're hitting all-time highs on the S&P 500. And by October, we're just, you know, we're drinking. We're day drinking. We're waiting for that 1 o'clock market bell to close. Kathy Lee Gifford, speaking about day drinkers, famous day drinker, leaving the Today Show. I know, I know, you're saying big deal. And it's, trust me, it's, I find it kind of embarrassing, the state of news, right? Kathy Lee and Hoda sit around and drink, and it, it was a big hit. It was a huge hit. Uh, whoever came up with that chemistry idea uh, was pretty darn smart. So for younger investors, if we were going into a bad year, I'm going to say just, you know, simply write it out. Be cool. Be cool, fool. I'm Mr. T. Um, so stay disciplined. Continue to invest in your 401k next year. If you, Even if the market's down, you'll be like, Happy did if you do it if you look at it 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 30 years down the road. But for older people who've seen downturns, you're comfortable with them. You've seen negative years. You'll be you'll be fine as well. Now, if you're 65 and all your wealth is in one stock, you might want to rethink that. If all your wealth is in one house, you may want to rethink that. You know, I was having a, a, a thought the other day. About, I haven't updated my emergency kit in a while. It's something California should do. And let's think about the wildfires. And, like, I live in a tree-wooded area, right? So I got a little more anxious about it. Like, I, I need to get that emergency kit going. You keep hearing about how many people leave, you know, uh, someone will grab the horse and the pigs, and, but they'll forget their digital camera. I need a digital camera. Who does that? I'm not going like, to digital camera with all your family pictures on it, maybe. So Apple's going to spend a billion dollars on a new campus in Austin, Texas. Throw a little bit of shade, I think, at uh, Amazon for their, I thought, ridiculous courting of, hey, we need a headquarters. Every city should give us tax breaks. And by the way, they're pissed in New York. They're not happy that uh, uh, Amazon's getting three-plus billion dollars in incentives. New York City! 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. So another billion dollars spent on land and on buildings and on housing people. So clearly Apple's confident that you know they're staying calm during the storm while their stock's getting hit. And while there's a lot of, you know, well, there are not selling enough phones, kind of like negative sentiment out there. But they chose a good zip code, in my opinion. You know, I think they have a good high-tech sector network pool in Austin. So Apple already employs 90,000 people from across 50 states. So this is, you know, another five to maybe expandable to 15,000. But a billion dollars is a billion dollars. And it shows some confidence. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Everything's drowning, going down beneath the waves. Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money. On AM 1220, KDOW. 
friend of mine recently, David Lillianstein from DLLawGroup.com. And uh, I want to get him back on the show. You've heard him in the past. You've seen him on the television show that I do. He talks insurance and basically how to stop insurance companies from hurting you or, you know, scamming you out of money per se or not paying you. One of the more interesting things that I see out there is senior citizens getting, you know, abused just because they can't read. I mean, some, it's, it's, sometimes it's that easy. They're, my eyes don't work like they used to. i got to imagine 10 years from now, they're going to be worse. 20 years, they're going to be worse. And I may sign something I don't read. So he's in the, the business of trying to help people sometimes after the fact that they got into peril. But um, I was talking about him coming on this Friday or, or next Friday. He says, can't do this Friday because uh, I have court. And, you know, the business lesson here is his office is right next to the court. So he can, you know, get there early, shower, walk across the street. So the location, location, location of any townhouses or condos close to a courthouse. I think you're always going to, I mean, courts never seem to be slowing down, right? They always seem to be busy. So that's, that's an investment angle. This week we've talked about subscriptions. We've talked about, you know, just playing pure statistics and uh, numbers of people in the United States or if you want to say the growing population of the world. But there's an example of supply and demand. Get the stuff close um, in location, 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 and you'll do better in real estate. In my opinion, if you place your investment idea on real estate close to something like maybe a college or a hospital or a courthouse, I think you're, I'm not going to say you're, you're always going to do well, but that's where you start your recipe, in my opinion. So Apple's building a billion-dollar home. Hmm, not that big of a story. Stocks are edging higher on a technology stock surge. Dollars climbing. ECB ends historic stimulus push and bet to economic growth is going to endure. So they've cut their 26 trillion euro bond buying program, halting it. So a lot going on. A lot going on. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. BMW and Porsche just beat Tesla to the three-minute charge. Isn't it interesting that um, the cost of batteries go down and uh, the ability of, like, the hybrids are better today than they were originally. Um, prototype uh, out there now is, to, you know, trying to, everyone's trying to prototype something and, and come up with the best chargers. So BMW and Porsche unveiled a charging station that can jolt electric vehicles with enough power to drive 60 miles in less than three minutes now, pushing Tesla to you know make their batteries more prominent and convenient. So that's a that's a pretty fast charge, in my opinion. Three minutes. I mean, that's like filling up a gas tank, right? It's funny. I don't even know how long it takes to fill up a gas tank. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton. Talk a little financial planning. You can always find Chad at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. Chad. Welcome in CFP, Chad Burton. I'm Rob Black. Uh, Chad, you're a financial planner. People can find you at newfocusfinancial.com, newfocusfinancial.com. In, in my book, I wrote a chapter called Home Equity Loans Are for Losers. And the reason I did that was I wanted to point out that home equity loans are basically a line of credit, and you could actually get into trouble with them with, with where you put that money, why you're spending that money. I want to talk a little bit about this because I, I think it's, although not a popular trend today, it is something that people view incorrectly. The home is not a piggy bank. Yeah, and we'll cycle through a trend like that again sometime in the future. You know, we went through a debt bubble. It'll take 10 years, but people forget about it and probably happen again. 
um, it's it's one of those things where, first of all, most banks aren't willing to do this anymore. Right. Or it's, they canceled the line of credits that are out there. Right. And so if you set it up, it's really for an, uh, an extension of your emergency reserve. So let's say you're in an industry that there's a lot of turnover. So tech sales, for example, a lot of people that are in sales in the tech industry, they jump from company to company, and three or four years later, they end up at the same company again. It's kind of right. like, who's the hot shot for the year? So those type of people, rather than having six months worth of emergency reserves, they need to have more like a year's worth of emergency reserves, but that's tough to get to for a lot of families. And when you're trying to get enough into your 401k to max the match, you've got kids, you've got you know, other issues that you're dealing with to, to accumulate that much cash is tough. So I, I would look at it as an emergency reserve um, extension and only use it for an emergency. And again, you and I differ at times because like, I don't like home equity lines at all. Um, you borrow basically and hope a, a meteor doesn't hit your house. And sometimes meteors hit your house. You take out $50,000 and you know, there's an interest on it. Mm-hmm. So you have to you know, outperform that interest. Otherwise, you know, uh, it starts working against you pretty quickly. You assume no other crisis hits. Like You just brought up like, it's emergency money for some people, but sometimes emergencies hit back to back to back. And now you have nowhere left to go, and suddenly your home is being foreclosed on. So I'm not a big fan of home equity lines. I think we were taught by our parents, like, hey, tap the house when you need money. You know, get a, a refi, get a second mortgage, a third mortgage, things along those lines. Those rules, I don't think they apply today. I think they should be um, really frowned upon and, and feared. Yeah, it's, it's you know, first it was tap the home equity line of credit to to buy tech stocks. You know, remember that? Oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> so that just nailed a lot of people. And then it was turn around and tap the equity line to put more into your home, which then fell in value. The only time I like people to take equity out of their home is if they're going to go use it to make another real estate investment. Okay. You know, where they can take enough money out to put 30% down on another property, have enough positive cash flow to pay both loans. Then that way it's, it's, it's a good overall deal if that family is prepared to do it. Meaning you're maxing out your 401ks, you've got years worth of income saved up on the sideline in addition to your emergency reserves so you can deal with vacancies. The ugliest, one of the ugliest financial scams that I've seen out there is when people pull home equity out of their house to buy either stocks from somebody or an annuity or a life insurance product. That is one of the worst scams and the most heavily sold issues out there and i mean there's videos all over youtube about it which is interesting that you bring that up because in our industry we can't use the word scam unless it truly is a scam i mean it's something that can get you sued but a lot of people are being sold you know an amazon bestseller and it's not a bestseller it's a guy who does a vanity press of his own book and calls it a bestseller Mm because it's tough to check those kind of things and some of them even get on, on on pbs and they're telling people to take money out of their home to put into a life insurance product. And it's a, a, you know, a win-win. Like, I hate that. It drives me nuts. My, my problem with home equity lines of credit is people buying cars, buying stuff that they really shouldn't have bought. Right. Because they're, they're like, ooh, I got 80000 from the house, and I'm going to go buy an $80,000 car when the lifestyle doesn't really make sense for buying an $80,000 car. Yeah, they use a, an, a loan that has a variable interest rate to go out and buy depreciating assets. So you're compounding your, your stupidity. I'm with you. That's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him online at chadburton.com. That's chadburton.com. Or find him at newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black. Talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Um, 800-516-1220. Get your calls on there. California texting tax. Have you ever met a congressperson who doesn't like tax? Can't figure out how to spend your money? It's a problem. So, and again, when do we stop? When do we start taxing fire logs made with by Kentucky Fried Chicken that smell of, of fine Kentucky Fried Chicken? Oh, they have those? <laughs> yeah, they do. Oh, my. 
So major indices are, you know, in the United States, they're, could this be the year that we don't have a rally? Could this year be the year that, you know, the bear market starts or the correction starts? Yeah, of course. And it could be next year. A lot of people are saying it's somewhere between now and 2020. I I, I don't really care. When I'm 65, 70, I'll be, and again, when I say I don't care, trust me, there's, there's always going to be some level of care and there's always going to be some, you know, when economies slow down, people lose jobs, there's a lot of negative things that happen. But, Am I worried about the stock market in the next one year? No. So one thing we're going to pay a lot of attention to is the Federal Reserve, and they've got a mandate to fight inflation and to try to keep us as fully employed as possible as a nation. So they've been raising interest rates, giving them the chance to stimulate the economy down the road if it does slow or stall. And uh, that's not the only reason they've been doing it. But as you make the cost of borrowing more expensive, you can cut down on inflation. Like the cost of borrowing has been so low in the last 20 years in the United States. A lot of people think that's the reason the stock market, that's the reason the real estate market went up. Getting a home mortgage at 10 or 11% versus 3 to 5% is way different. And you can buy a lot more home with a 3 to 5% uh, interest rate than you can with the you know, 10, 12 percent that you know or, or happened in my younger life in my 20s and 30s so uh, but that started all to slow down or all start to lower down and i'd say 9 11 was one of those days that uh you know we started looking to our government to bail out the stock market or that's when they started bailing out the stock market so our government and our regulators are bankers so i like bank stocks and i think everyone should take a look at bank stocks but you always have to be very careful of value traps at this point in time. I don't think our economy works over time if bank stocks don't do well. And so it's kind of a we need them, they need us kind of thing. And some bank stocks to look at. Not saying you should do it. J.P. Morgan Chase, Bank of America, Morgan Stanley, Wells Fargo, Goldman Sachs, Citigroup. Well, there's a banking ETF with the ticker symbol KBE, KBE. And... Banks have struggled this year. There's no doubt about it. I think the banking index is down about 14, 15% this year. So, but I like that. I don't like buying at 52 week highs. Um, Target, I'm more than happy using Target and my red card that gives me 5% discount there. Or I'm more than happy using Amazon and my credit card with Amazon that gives me another 5% off. So I'm okay with discounts, and sometimes you look at stocks and you go, "Well, they've corrected. They're they're not doing. They're not having a good year, so I don't want to buy them." That's kind of a wrong idea, in my opinion. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. 
for me, what I thought when I was 16 didn't turn out exactly right. We're going to go back 10 years old. What I thought my life was going to be like didn't turn out. Whether it be the wife, the kids, the where I was going to live, the job I was going to have, the amount of money I would have. And then 25 came, and I started my own business in my early 20s. And I once had a dream to get to like 10 million under man, 10 million in assets under management. I got way past that. So my roadmap has changed, and as it's changed, I've been a little bit more open-minded. I've taken a little bit more. Um, I've been a little bit more open-minded to think areas that I, I wasn't necessarily into in the past. So anytime I go to a new city now, I'm like, I wonder what the condos look like. I wonder what those are going for. I mean, I wonder what the tech jobs are. So consciously, as my roadmap changed, I, I did open up to new investment ideas. Um, and it, it's, it's, it's interesting because 20 years ago, I put together a list of seven of the hottest cities in America to buy real estate in. And I was going after the mid-level because I was more of a mid-level buyer. I couldn't really afford New York or San Francisco at that point. So I was looking at Memphis, Raleigh, Denver, Austin, Seattle, because the movie Singles came out in the 1990s where Chris Cornell does the na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na. And you're like, that's a catchy song. And Pearl Jam was on it. And so but yeah, I put together my list and... I just opened up is what I'm trying to get at. And, you know, maybe I'm going to retire 10 years earlier than I ever thought I would. I, I probably when I was 16, I thought I was going to work till the day I died. I saw my dad work till the day he died. If I work till the day I die, it's not because I need the money. I've got the money now. So check. So as your roadmap changes, hopefully you're able to change a little bit. But you know what still scares me, Tony? And Tony, you can find him at com. Are the people who are trying to hit the home runs. Mm. And I'm talking like... They make 150, not bad, not bad for the United States, pretty average for the Bay Area. And um, then they try to buy like a, an apartment building. I'm like, you're overextending just a bit. Um, there's an apartment building in my hometown right now that's going for a couple million dollars. And I'm like, no, I want to, but no. Well, we've, we've been, we're a little on the older side of of the, uh, the the largest generation you know pe- people out there that are being promoted these uh, home runs and but I, i've been promoted those for since i was 18 as soon as i started thinking about money um somebody was always there in my face whether it was a tv commercial or some guy walking through our store um, saying this is how you're going to hit a home run um some of them made sense like i look back at one in particular and the guy goes oh you put 200 dollars away a month Every month, you go negative for the first three or four years, but by the time you're forty, you'll have two million dollars. Okay, would that have worked? I don't know. But do you remember doing loans for people, or people would approach you, and their roadmap wasn't there yet? They would say things along the lines of, "I'd like to buy another million dollar house or a two million dollar house in San Jose, and I'm going to put a renter in it. I'm going to lose four thousand dollars a month." And you're like, "You're always forty. I, I haven't seen any of those lately. Lately, right? But see how lately. The, but also, isn't that telling you that someone's roadmap was just skewed? They they, they, they thought they were okay losing forty eight thousand dollars a year. Well, we went through a time where you could almost buy any real estate, and it worked. And they, 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 yeah, you're losing four thousand a month, but I'm gaining ten thousand in equity every month. I mean, that was kind of what people were were saying about real estate. Everyone was saying that about real estate, and that was the disease. If we were going to buy a home for the next five to seven years. What's the lowest mortgage payment to go with right now? Is it a, a five to seven year arm? Is it a 15 year? Is it a 30 year? 
Lowest uh, payment or lowest rate? I'd say lowest rate. You tell me. Lowest rate. Well, what's your budget? I mean, so um, that's that's a really good question. A lot of people come to me and say, what's... I think the key factor that I'm saying your, is I'm going to be there five to seven years. Get a five-year or seven-year arm. Isn't that tough to do mentally? Um, it is because you, you do kind of get locked into that time frame, but... You know, it, it, what, what I learned in the business is that a, a seven-year period, usually you're going to find the ups and downs. We haven't seen many, and that that is in rates. So throughout that period, if you change your mind, you may be able to ride out through one of those rate increases or rate dips, but you can always get another ARM. ARMs are typically 1% lower than a 30-year fix. So if rates go up, you know, the 30-year fix goes up one point, and you're like, oh, I really wanted that 30 Oh, just get another seven-year arm because you'll start adjusting it higher if you keep it. So that's what I would do if I was, if I knew I was going to stay in a house for a short, a predetermined amount of time, I would get an arm because why would you pay more on a monthly basis to end up with the same balance? It's, it's the whole theory. I hear you. Some people go directly into uh, pure adjustables. Um, some people just, here's the thing that I'm getting about product is a lot of people just want to know what the best product to get is. Because then you start, we sell fear to ourselves. Like my dad, well, th- my dad only got 30 year mortgages. All right. If, if you want just a general philosophy about rates is when rates are low, you get the fixed. When the rates are high, you get the arm. Um, right now, rates are kind of edging upward. They're not the lowest they've been, but historically we're still about 2% lower than, well, maybe like 1.75% lower than where we our historical average. So we're still on the low side. So maybe 30 year fixed makes sense, but um, you may buy that house and think, you know, with a seven year arm and then decide later that, you know, and maybe you get some bonuses, your jobs do well, your, you know, your spouse makes more money, who knows? And you decide to keep it as a rental and you're like, mm, rental doesn't really work with a, with a seven year arm. Net rates have gone up and now I, I can't refinance into something that makes more money um, and it, with reamortizing at a higher rate. So, um, things change. And that's the thing that really uh, worries people about getting an arm is that three or four years into it, you may decide to do something else. It's like, like song, keep the house. It's like that something. song seasons change. Sure. So mortgages freak me out. Mortgages people freak people out. They do. Because <sighs> again, sometimes we're living, they with, shouldn't. we're living with daddy's thoughts and mortgage has the word death in it. Mort. It's not good. Remember the 30 year mortgage booklet burning parties <laughs> our parents celebrated stuff like that with that said uh we are now our parents you can find me online at robblackshow.com you can find tony at bayarealonesource.com that's bayarealonesource.com find him line online at bayarealonesource.com he does my mortgages and he gets, sits down with you and he, he kind of gets to know your product and gets to know your concepts Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.